0: Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on? Podcast Nation is Jason Harris here. And thank you for joining me on another episode of The Drive, Las Vegas edition. Today, I have a very special guest. I have the one, the only, the oh so famous. Mr. Albert Thompson in the house. What's hey, there, bro?
1: Hey, what's up, man? Thank how you, you so much. I'm good. I'm good. You know, thank you. Isn't this beautiful? It's beautiful. This is amazing. I mean, we got
0: the top down. We're going to drive up and down Vegas. We're going to talk about some cool stuff. We are. Uh, but hey, for everybody out there watching and listening, I always like yep. to start off our podcast with a little origin story because sure. I'm always super fascinated how people got started in the business. Yes. So what is Albert's origin story of how he got started in this crazy world we call the automotive industry? All right. All
1: right. So you're, you're going to actually <laughs> like this story, uh, okay. Jason. All right. Because listen, here's the deal. So literally started my first company when I was 15 years old, 15 years old, knew nothing about auto, nothing, just, you know, this kid out there who said he can sell anything. And that's what I did, right? I grew up in a small town, in Minerva, Ohio, It's about hours hour south of Cleveland. But listen, man, I'm 15 years old. I'm hustling. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And so I put an article out in my local paper that says, I can sell anything to anybody. I promise. Call me. <laughs> All right. I ran that paper with the $20 that I had in my pocket. Okay, and it ran, and my phone started to ring, and by you know back then we didn't have cell phones, right? So I'm I'm taking these calls. Long story short, man, I start selling Disney collectibles, and I'm I'm using like a Polaroid camera, and I'm you know people are calling me about patio sets, right? Well, anyways, I get to the point where I'm starting to make some money at 15 years old. There you go, man. To the point where I can actually go buy a new car, and I wanted to buy this Honda Prelude when they came out, right? Yes. So I convinced my parents, hey man, take me to the dealership, and I want to go check this Prelude out. So by then, I actually upgraded to a digital camera, had a nice Nikon. I show up at the dealership, long story short, my dad wasn't with me, and I wanted to take pictures of the new Prelude, right? Mm-hmm. So this dealer, I'll never forget it, Thomas Classic, Akron, Ohio, comes up to me and he says, Why, why do you need such a nice camera? <laughs> and I said, Because I sell things. You know, cocky, you know, arrogant, you know, 16 year old <laughs> kid. He goes, Well, can you sell that Prowler? And I said, Prowler, yeah. I said, yeah, I can sell the Prowler, the Cadillac, and I started naming off every car that was on his lot. About five cars. Yeah. He goes, do it. So right. that day, man, I took my camera, <laughs> not even leaving the lot. I whipped up, hey, I'll do it for a hundred dollars a car. He writes me a check that day for five hundred bucks. Seven days later, I put them all on eBay Motors at the time and sold all five of them. There you go. That was it, man. That weekend. I had five to six voicemails from franchise stores. <laughs> I love it. Saying, hey, you did this for Chad, can you come over to my dealership and help me out? Lo and behold, man, 16 years old, I had signed five franchise stores within a week and started shooting pictures before eBay, before auction one, two, three even came out. That's
0: awesome, man. So
1: that's how I got in the business. And from there, man, it's, it's been 25 years. It's been 20 years.
0: 20 years. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, we got some cool topics we want to jam about today you know, our first one around first party data, which I, I think is a great topic. Yeah. I know I've talked about it a bunch of times, but I will continue to keep talking about it because yes. I still think there's a lot of dealerships out there that don't necessarily understand the difference between first party and third party and all the changes that are going on. So yeah. why don't we tell the audience a little bit about like what is first party data?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you guys are hearing a lot of buzz about first party data, second party data, third party data. Well, well here's the deal, right? So just to keep things super simple, right? You know, first party data is your personal identifiable information it's who we are it's our it's our index if you will it's our it's our digital id it's our name it's our address it's our phone number it's our website
0: Yep.
1: Uh, i'm sorry it's our it's our email it's 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 basically our digital footprint and it, it's who we are online the the situation is as you guys have been hearing about the the death of the cookie and all that and we're going to talk about yep. that a little later but um you've got all these companies that have been working with dealers for a long time talking about how they can build custom audiences, well, all those audiences were built off of cookies that we'll talk about, Yep. that really are tied to these first party audiences, but that's starting to go away. So now it's more important than ever for dealers to start to think about that first party data and where is it, how do I get it, how do I use it, and what do I do with it?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, for years, as vendors, we've been telling dealers that they're sitting on a gold mine of data. That's right. But I still think there's a fair amount of them that just don't necessarily understand what that means when we say gold mine of data. I mean, we collect so much information from the customers. You know where they live, when they were born. Uh, we have financial information on them. We right. know what cars they're driving. We know how often they service. And it's it's how we use that data to better our marketing efforts right you know you know back in the day you you threw a you threw an ad out in the newspaper and it was a shotgun you know spray and pray and today we kind of have the digital version of that but by using you know the data in at our fingertips we don't need to be we don't need to have that digital shotgun right we can be super laser with it give me some good examples Well,
1: listen i gotta tell you man i I should give you the award for for exactly what we do but (laughs) um that's exactly right man so so here's the deal first off right Data without intelligence is just numbers, zeros and ones, it's it's nothing, right? And we're collecting all this data, we've got all these customers coming to our sites, we're collecting leads. Like you said, we've got all this information, but we're not. if you're not utilizing that data and you're not weaponizing it, I like to use the word weaponizing, if you're not weaponizing that data in your current digital tactics and strategies, you are missing a huge opportunity. And to your point, so I always like to liken it to, a bullseye, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need. That's kind of like you know the, the the pitch today, right? Agency walks in your door, Mr. Digital guy. I'm, I'm going to give you uh, uh, an audience for used cars, new cars, and we're going to build this amazing campaign for in-market intenders, and, tenders, and um, we're going to sell a lot of cars for you. We're yes. going to jump to your website, and sell a lot of cars, right? Here's the deal, and then we're going to do a 50-mile radius around your dealership. Okay, I look at that and I say that's that's your that's your that's kind of your bullseye, right? That's your dartboard. Yep. And, and the way that their strategy is, let's take a thousand darts and let's throw it up against the dartboard. Sure. And hopefully a couple will come in. They'll get to the BDP. Yeah. They'll convert and they'll get some sales and they'll say, hey, we, we did good for your $3,000 and $5,000. <laughs> um, but you're right. You don't need everybody in the backyard. You nope. only need the guy or the gal that lives at 112 Main Street or the person at 236 Smith Avenue that's absolutely based on their behavior and who they are.
0: So, so let's talk a little bit about behavior. Yes. Because I don't think, uh, let's talk about uh, what type of behavior can we track about? What type of behavior are you talking about?
1: Well, listen, I mean, when, when it comes to, so here, here's the deal. So first party data is what you're collecting on your site. Yes. Okay, that's that's number one. And then there's behavior based on that, based on what they're doing on your site. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can get that in a second. But then there's other companies out there, and most of these agencies, if you will, they take, you know, these, Audiences and they're based off of online behavior, right? Did I go to Auto Trader? Did I go to Car Gurus? Yeah. Did I go, okay, are we looking at this car? We're we looking at that car. Then they try to say, okay, this is a potentially an market audience and that's who we should send your ads to, okay? Um, the, the problem with that, again, is you lose that, as you put it, laser focus. Yes. And that's what, look, dealers back in the day, right, and they still do to some degree love direct mail. And you know why direct mail is so enticing? It's
0: laser focused.
1: It went to an address, and if yeah. they showed up with that piece of paper, I know it went to 112 Main Street. 100%. Now there's a digital way to do that. Yes. And that's what we need to focus on. If you're going to take your 5K spend, you don't need everybody in the backyard. You need the 3,186 households in a 15 or 20 mile radius that are actually ready to buy today.
0: Yes, and it's based on both their offline data, offline. Their, their online data, and it's the combination of those. And it's yes. important that dealers you know, find a good vendor where they can partner up with yes. that so that they can actually sip through that data. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people get freaked out because they're like, Well, how are you tracking me? How are you tracking me? I'm like no. it's not Jason Harris, okay. Right. It's this little device. That's it's right. has got a little ID. That's right. Right. And we can track That's right. what this advice does from apps that are on your phone. That's right. Or email providers that you use. Yep. You know, And we can combine that information and start to put out a profile, which I think is a good segue into our next topic around audience targeting, right? Yeah,
1: that's right, that's right. So, you know, I really like what you said about the offline attributes, yes. right? Because the offline behavior and taking that online behavior really creates what a, a persona, right? Yeah. It's a persona, it's, it's who this person is. And look, we, as dealers, right, we live and breathe looking for that per- persona. A good salesperson on the lot. Now listen, a good salesperson that's on the lot. Jason, you walk up. Look how you dress, man. Nice yeah. tie, right? You got the. Well, you know. we, we
0: sell to the person, right? From us.
1: And within thirty seconds, that guy should be able to surmise, at, you know what? That's a that's a soccer mom. She's probably suburban. She's probably looking for a minivan, right? They can surmise yeah. in thirty seconds that
0: persona, and They're, they present the vehicle to the person. That's right. And guess
1: what? Um, to your point that ability to, to find the right vendor, right? That has those attribution points, right? So there's vendors that could say, hey, listen, we've got two, three, 400 different selects. They're called selects of attribution. So we could say, I'm looking for only 18 to 36 year olds. Yeah. I'm looking for married. I'm looking for college educated. I, and, hey, listen, it gets as granular as I want them to speak Spanish as a first language english as a second language there's so much data out there you know divorced um soccer moms i mean you you name it all these credit card histories everything everything that we do leaves that digital footprint and that can create a persona and that can create your custom target backyard person at that house that we can hit yes and that's the difference between you know um you know you know basically audience-based targeting Versus just cookie-based and just you know third-party
0: Well, third so party let's, let's talk since we're talking cookies, okay? Yeah. So let's talk about the death of the cookie. Yep. All right, and, and first, what is third-party data, and then let's talk about how that cookies kind of change. How this particular company decided right. to go change a lot of that, and how it's going to change over the course of you know the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, so listen, it, privacy, right? It's yep. people are getting more and more knowledgeable about their privacy. Yep. And they know that people out there are these big eyes in the sky, right? They know, like to your point, it's not Jason Harris, it's device ID. Yeah. But the point is that people are becoming knowledgeable that people are tracking them, right? I mean, it started back in the days when you remember when people were like, oh, I went to that site, now this display banner followed me, yep. okay? Yeah. Well, as privacy becomes more and more uh, an issue, uh, you know, forefront of companies like that phone company you talked about, right, is gonna start, you know, making it so these people can opt in or out. Yes. And when they opt in or out, the problem with that, guys, is that the way the entire industry for the last 20 years that we've been living, we've
0: been building marketing. Strategies.
1: Retargeting, right? All of that has not been built off of a cookie list, basically environment and not to get too technical, but basically that's all built off of third-party tracking tied to an audience that really they don't know who that person is
0: granular. Which, you know, I actually don't mind the cookie going away. I don't either. Because you know what, as, as an industry, you know, we kind of used it as a crutch of, you know, making better creative and making better messaging. It was like, if someone visited my website, looked at one of my products, I can pound them over the head 30, 40, 60 times over the course of 30 days. All right, uh, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. And now that the fact that we can't do that, it means that our original message, our first message and our original content, it's gotta be better, which I am so happy with because you know, I kind of like content. No. Oh, yeah. yeah, I kind of like making it and stuff. You're,
1: like, you're a content fun. guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I think that's your that's your niche. <laughs> well, listen, not, not to cut you off, but I agree. Yeah. I agree, because here's the deal, right? Um, more relevant. Mm-hmm. More relevant yes. content. That's what it's about these days, right? Do you want to keep banging somebody over the head? And then consumer experience. hmm we we stopped thinking about that. Everyone back in the day, we just stopped thinking about it. It didn't matter. It was about us. It was about let's get our ads out as much as we can. It didn't matter who cares. We'll just buy this audience and we'll yeah, beat we them over the we head. Yeah, we
0: weren't measuring engagement. We just wanted to pound them over the head as many times as we possibly could.
1: That's right. And now it's about no, listen, let's let's really have a, an active one-to-one conversation the best we can with the digital experience with that customer and that persona, right? Yeah. Isn't it more important from a from a dealer perspective to say, listen, I've got this, as you put it, gold mine of customers coming to my site that are looking. So they, they've made that first, that first digital handshake, if you will, with that dealer, right? Yep. Now, if you have some good information behind that customer and you know their data points, you can really craft and create specific custom micro content that's relevant to their experience. Yes. So I agree with you. I think the cookie took that away and now we're moving to a place where we are gonna be forced to evolve where we're gonna have these relevant ways of communicating with our customers.
0: Yes, So, it, like, give, yeah. me, give me an example, I, I've seen some cool ones, I'm sure you have too.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, okay, Here, here's a perfect example of why it's relevant. So, um, okay, look at it this way, right? Let's say you are focusing on subprime, mm-hmm. or you wanna, you know, really get in front of a customer that's poor credit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you just go out and buy an audience that just says poor credit, you're not exactly sure that you're really talking to the right person. You could be sending somebody who's fully capable of being qualified a poor credit message and it's completely irrelevant. But look, if you actually could work with somebody that says, hey, I know these people's FICO's are 580 and below, (laughs) right? And not only is there 580 and below, but this person is actively in market for this per- this car, actively in market for an Altima, actively in market for this. Well, now you could have custom micro audiences for subprime messaging tied to actually that vehicle, saying we are gonna okay. do a special deal for poor credit on an Altima. Yeah. And so now it's relevant. They're more likely to engage. And then what happens is, Jason, when they're more likely to engage, guess what? They're more likely to convert when they get to the site. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. And, and, and I'm telling you right now, so the first step, right? If I take Cause my. Because you, you're yeah. connecting to the individual.
0: You know, it's not. Yes. Like, you're, you're actually, you know, it, it's funny, It's you were kind of saying earlier too, right? Right. We, we do this in the showroom. Yeah, like, that's right. And we do it, we've been doing it forever. That's right. And then um, for some odd reason, we decided to start creating some marketing campaigns and we forget everything we've been taught about connecting to the customer in the showroom. We just throw it out the window.
1: Yeah, or proper follow up, right? We throw it out the window, right? So it doesn't apply to us digitally, but it applies to us in the showroom, right? Right, it makes zero sense because that same person behind the veil of the desktop or the phone or whatever, that's the same customer that's gonna walk in your showroom. Yep. Right? And so, you know, one of the things that that we were talking about earlier, right? The the gold mine. I think that's a big thing that we should talk about because Here's the thing is, right now, as it stands, 90, 98, well, what's the average site convert around? 1, 1.75%? Something like that. So maybe if they fill out a form, a lead, then you're capturing information, right? There's a lot more information that's coming in and out of your site. Mm-hmm. Okay? And there's a way to actually de anonymize that traffic legally. Okay? <laughs> Where you can make sure that the, the name, address, phone number that's coming into your site, whether they submit a form or not. Yep. Okay? So, whether they submit a form or not, these people have opted in in some way, shape, or form saying they're willing to share their information. Yeah. You could de-anonymize that information and you can literally now have up to 40% captures of those customers and you truly are sitting on a gold mine of data. Mm-hmm. You know what else is interesting? What a lot of dealers don't think about? If you learn how to first collect that data and own it and then you learn how to weaponize it. Yes. It not only is it gonna help you from your marketing and advertising perspective, but think about in the future, you know, uh, when when inventory comes back, you've got an audience that you can actually retarget to. 100%. But let's say long-term, you're ready to sell your store. And let's say this Honda store is for sale, oh, that Honda for store. That's a great, great point. The nice. valuation of your business. Oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, yes. if you think about it, that's how a lot of uh, other companies are evaluated. They're not yes. just valuated on, on the revenue or the revenue streams, but also the the data that comes along with that company. In fact, some of the largest acquisitions there that have happened recently have literally just been, they're not brick and mortar acquisitions. That's right. They're not real estate acquisitions. That's they're right. data acquisitions.
1: That's right. And so data almost has like a 20 to 30x um, multiplier on EBITDA. And yeah. so, as a, if we're talking to business owners here, dealer owners, you need to think long-term here because at the end of the day, if you go and some, I'm a buyer and I wanna buy a Honda franchise, okay? and This guy says, hey, yeah, I've got my DMS, I've got my CRM, I've got the standard, you know, you know, here plus the inventory, whatever. Yeah. I'll buy it for $12 million or whatever. This guy over here says, oh, well listen, I've got the same thing, but I've actually, over the last 10 years, acquired over 15 million first-party records that we own that'll now transfer to you that valuation is exponential for these guys.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm trying to think, you know, I have several friends that are kind of in the, you know, the, the buy and sell game. Yes. And I'll have to, after this conversation, see that's a really great point. I'll yes. I'll, I'll have to reach out to them and, and see if anybody's actually talking about that. In the nobody's buy and nobody's talking letter. about that. Because it, but a hundred percent makes sense. It does. I mean, it really, it really, really does. and. You know, uh, it, it is future-proofing your business.
1: Not only is it future-proofing your business, and again, I know right now, look, dealers are struggling with inventory, chip shortages, right? Not only is it going to future-proof your business, but if you do it right, it can also spin up new opportunities inside of your business. Um, I'm not going to name some of the groups, but there are owners of groups that I know that are taking their first-party data and through proper legal you know, maneuvering, they can take some of that first-party records, and they could essentially structure data deals with insurance companies. Yeah,
0: oh, 100%. I mean, I'm just trying to think right now. Like, I I have a um, a client that owns uh, uh, some high-end high-end dealerships, right? Right. So, Ferrari, Porsche, Maserati, yes. Al Romero. Yes. And um, a buddy of mine who uh, sells airplanes. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Uh, goes, Jay, I, I, I'm trying to find more unique ways to, like... Try to connect to these people that's right and i said well let me put you in touch with this dealer yep all right because his audience yes is 100 yeah. your audience that's right and i think they're actually right now i'll have to call after this and check in with them and see i think they actually did broker a deal where he was able to purchase. you gotta let me know yeah. you gotta let
1: me because listen this is a whole yeah. spin-off conversation that takes us way outside of probably the the normal realm of buying and selling cars but look, the the revenue streams that can be built with inside
0: your automotive dealership, that's applicable. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't like Bass Pro Shop, you know, show up to your dealership, or you sell trucks. That's right. right and say, hey, look, I'm, Want to connect to that audience because 100%. that audience is my audience. That's so correct. Like that outdoorsy, that, yes, the go fishing, the go hiking, go camping audience. Like yes. I, 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 want that. Data. Yeah, I and can see that.
1: And I want to share these ideas out there because right now this could help them weather the current storm. Yeah. Those types of additional revenue opportunities could help them weather the current storm. Plus, you know, you know, we're working with ways to re-anonymize that data and then build, you know, other marketing. If you find the right partner to help you maneuver those types of things, you can re-anonymize it in a way that it's still going to help benefit the airplane guy, benefit yes. the insurance guy, and benefit your bottom line. But then also, when you have that right that right data and you're capturing it, it also helps you to, you know, let's talk about, inv- do you mind? I know I said yeah. I would yeah. No, 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 okay. no. All right, inventory, right? Right now, that's a big pain point. Everybody wants to buy inventory, yes. right? They need cars. Well, if you capture the data, there's ways that you can get with the right partner to find a way to, to find, figure out what's in the garage. Yep. So we know now that this guy's sitting on a, a BMW i8 from 2018, he's probably coming up close due to a lease renewal, whatever the case is. Well, now yeah. if you know what's in his garage and you know that, that persona about that customer, now you have a better, even more one-to-one relevant experience because now you can position a, Albert's BMW wants to buy your BMW i8. Yes. And now I'm seeing that saying, whoa, this guy knows I got a BMW i8. It's super relevant.
0: It is. Well, it, it is. And look, look, the, the intention behind marketing is to connect with the consumer. Yep. Right. It's, you know, <sighs> It goes beyond lead generation, right. you know. I mean, as an industry, that's all we've pretty much been talking about yes. for the last ten years: yes. lead generation, lead generation. You know, and the funny thing is as an industry we'll always find a good way to we'll find a good way to generate leads and then we'll find even better ways to <laughs> screw it up there
1: you go there you um, go that's right
0: you know hence digital retail there you go that's um, right. oh, exactly uh, man uh, <laughs> oh my
1: gosh that's so funny we'll talk about that offline that's yeah. so funny you're exactly but right it's more of a
0: process it's that's not right. a lead gen tool that's exactly i don't know why we keep talking about it like a lead gen tool but correct but 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 anyways i mean that is our, that's the intention is that we we take good ideas and then we have a tendency of kind of messing them up that's right uh but but no, we need to connect directly to the customer. Right. We can do that, and it comes all back to that messaging. It's all yes. that personalization. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, listen, and and you know, um, at the end of this, right, a lot of dealers are gonna be like, well, all this sounds great, Jason Albert, that sounds wonderful, what the, What do I do? I mean, how do I even begin down this rabbit hole? You know, listen, if I put my consultant hat on, you, you gotta start there, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. A dealer in the next three to six, 12 months, if you have a dealership, you have a franchise store, you need to figure out a way to start acquiring you're figuring out at least how to, to collect your data in a sensible, smart way, yes. okay? That's that's number one. I, I consider it like um, you know the basement of your house. Yeah. It's the foundation, it's step one. Step one is figuring out a solution of how can I collect this data, organize it, and just have the data, and then if you can figure out that, and then you can figure out what's coming into your site, just start with your website. Yeah. You don't have to worry about going out and finding third-party partners to buy more data. Just start with your website, okay? Because that's enough right there to start with. Once you start there and you can figure out exactly who you have and what's going on with your business, from that point forward, then you can figure out strategies on how to weaponize it. Yes. Just start there. That's step one. Just figure out how you can actually harness your own data and own it.
0: 100%. And own it. Well, and that's the key. I think own it, right? Yes. Um, you know, I, I think if you're watching or listening to this right now, you're you're beginning to understand a little bit of the value of the data that you're sitting on. Um, like I said, we 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 won't be surprised if companies will approach you at some point and want to actually purchase it. right. Um, but but we do need to understand how to collect it, what to do with it, and it just you know it just takes a little bit of time. It. You just got to commit a little bit to yourself to just a little bit of knowledge, right? It's That's like it. um, it's like Google Analytics, yes. right? There are like 2,000 reports in Google Analytics, but do you need to know all 2,000? No. No. Do you need to know and understand the top 10? 100%. That's right. And what is that going to take you? A day? Right. Maybe a few hours? That's it. You know? That's it.
1: And, and at this point, like we said, with the cookie list, everything's going cookie list, everything's going to become kind of a unified audience, right? So it's all gonna be about these opted in consumers and it's all gonna be about, you know, that first party. That's gonna become uh, it's the real estate of the future.
0: Yes. So I'm curious yeah. how you think like websites, because look at like I've never been super impressed with automotive websites. I'm really I just not, that. right? Yes, I just had a um, meeting
1: thirty seconds ago about that. And, like,
0: and bro, I literally bro. think like the the intent behind most automotive websites is simply just to get you there. That's right. So then we could stick a cookie on you yep. and then continue to track you. Right? That's right, that's right. Um, but there has been a shift, a great shift, I think, in our industry over the last 18 to 20 months. But I'd love to get your thoughts on where you think that's heading.
1: Oh, I, I, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, first off, you're dead You're dead right. And again, I'm not, you know, nothing negative about it, but automotive websites can always do better. Um, you know, at this point right now, not the the who behind the click, I think, is what we're missing, mm-hmm. right? 98% of your traffic comes in. You got a 1.75% capture rate or so. That's it. They're gone, and that's all you really know about what's engaging on your website, right? I think that the future right now is finding ways to, to really actually think about the website more as um, a, a way to really, you know, power that, right? Be- become yes. the ignition source. Let's call it the engine of your data, like right? Let's call it the ignition of your data because it's not just about the person that submits the lead. It's about the person that came in, explored, left, came back, explored again, did some more things, left, these are people that you need to know and you need to introduce yourself to digitally and you need to figure out solutions and, and ways to do that. So I think that the future, first off, is finding a way to use that site to become that ignition to fuel your customer data platform.
0: Yes. So give me an example of what you think that would look like. It's simple. Cause I dig it. Yes. All right. Yes.
1: Um, it, it, it's simple, I mean, it's not simple to build, but there are, there are partners out there that you can talk to. Right. Uh, I mean, listen, no, no plug, we do that, right? That's what we do, that's one of our specialties. We have a, we have a first party data conversion technology tool, right? So it, it's as simple as putting some, some specific coding on your site through a GTM or whatever, mm-hmm. that's it. That ignition starts firing off, it bounces up against 27, 37 million data points. It comes back, because again, there's, there's things that you have to be cognizant of, Cam spam compliance. Yeah. You have to be cognizant of GDPR, CCPA, right? All of these different types of legalities. So even if you could capture 100% on your website, be wary of the cheapo solution that gives you anything and everything because you have to bounce these up against do not call registries and all that. You need clean data. Yes. You need clean data that's actually market ready, Shelby compliant.
0: See, I got to be honest with you. I'm a little jealous because here in the states you guys get to do that yes and in canada it's we are just that's right it's so so difficult so yes. like i love having conversations you know yes. with you guys about this and i just i get i but a little tear comes down oh, my eye man. when i realize i can't do that in yeah canada. but hey that's another topic that's right for another time albert i know we're getting yes. towards the talent of our conversation this has been an amazing conversation yes it has uh, we've covered some really cool topics yes, for everybody sure. out there that's watching and listening who uh, may want to learn a little bit more about what you do, yes. or maybe even continue the conversation that we've that we've started today. What's the best way to connect with you?
1: Well listen, I mean, obviously, you know, your, your channel's like, we've connected. LinkedIn, yep. you can connect through me with LinkedIn. Um, DrivenIQ.com, that's our website. But but overall, guys, listen, we've, we've got uh, multiple sales folks out there nationwide that can talk to you. But just at the end of the day, all the biggest takeaway that I want to have happen, man, is, is for people to become what I'm, I, and listen, yeah. mark my words, I'm branding <laughs> this. Hashtag become data independent.
0: Data independent, I dig that.
1: Data I dig independence,
0: it. I, I'm, I'm, it's right here, it's landmark. It, can you make a t-shirt for me? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna hashtag data
1: independence. <laughs> I literally put it on my card. I love it, man. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm gonna brand that, That's. I'm taking it home. So just find a way guys to not be reliant on your agencies or other data sources. Just own it and become independent.
0: Awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much, dude. This has been you. really, really, really awesome. fun. What
1: a blessing, man, thank you. Thank you.